Welcome to the bottom line, everybody. I am beyond excited. You know that when we have strong women on this show, I get really excited because I really believe that when we honor God's creation, the woman, that society is better for it. Um, women, women are like glue to society. The moms uh, in America, um, the wives, and especially when they operate in their skill set as God designed them and become leaders and champion things. I know no other that has done more than that for our country, but in her personal life, in her family, than Linda McMahon. Wow. Thank you so much. That gives me way more credit than I deserve. Uh, I think that, uh, first of all, thank you for having me on the show today and for continuing to educate me on this horrific issue that we have in our country, Yaku, of of trafficking. I think I learned from you today the broader aspect of understanding how pervasive trafficking is because I think we hear, at least from my perspective, I've been to the border twice, I've talked to Border Patrol, I've talked to sheriffs, I've talked to residents who live in the area, so I had a familiarity and an understanding of some of what was going on, and it was horrific what I learned. But I had no idea until today in talking to you how it is even pervasive in our communities, uh, in our government, uh, in our churches, and mm. even in our homes. Yeah. So uh, I think that education about this issue is really paramount to continue so that we can all put a stop to this horrific issue, uh, not only in our country where we need to focus first, but also around the world. Yeah, and l- and lead that narrative in the world, and and I and that's such a segue because I think y- this is me speaking I- into the world of Linda McMahon. You do that though. I mean, there's so many narratives where you do take charge, whether it is small business administration, whether it is you know the Im- true restoration of power to women through through commerce and and identity and ideas i think you you just by nature you (laughs) do that so i want to go back a little bit if i could Uh, the 13 year old linda mcmahon oh uh-huh i don't know when (laughs) last that was many years ago no (laughs) no. i don't know when last you got that question but i i do that that linda mcmahon a little bit of your upbringing, but your thought process. How did you look at society? I mean, because you are you're you're a pioneer. You're you are an Ezekiel thirty three seven watchman on the wall, and God instructs us in Ezekiel thirty three seven. If the watchman on the wall warns, then the blood is not on the hands of the watchman. And so, at in your youth, was it there already? Was there a mentor later? When did that? fight for justice, fight for what is right, and that unprecedented business acumen. When did that start cultivating? Well, even before 13, I think I was one of the really incredibly lucky people. Uh, I was an only child, but I had an incredibly strong, strong family. Both my father and my mother were role models, and my paternal grandmother lived with us. So I grew up with uh, kind of a, that next, that former generation, if you will, that other generation, yes. the older generation, that would give me a different perspective on uh, issues that I might be talking about, you know, with my parents. 
But uh, my mother was a wonderful role model for me. She was one of the few women at the time, one of the few mothers, like in each class, you know, when they're doing PTA moms and those kinds of things. And my mom wasn't able to do a lot of that because she had a career. She was a budget analyst uh, with the government. She and my father both worked at Cherry Point Air Base in North Carolina as um, civilian employees. They had an unbelievable work ethic. You know, they would leave for work in the morning at 7.15. They would come home. And when they got home in the afternoon, you know, in the summers, we planted a garden. We were gathering vegetables. We were putting things away in the freezer, you know, getting ready for the winter. So there was always something to do. And I always had chores. I was always given things of responsibility. And But the most important thing in, in our home was love and respect. I never heard my father or my mother have a disrespectful word for each other. That doesn't mean they agreed on everything. Sure. But they 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 did it with respect. Uh, mm. My father was uh, adoring of her, and uh, and and my mother equally so of him. And so that was kind of the atmosphere, you know, that I grew up in. Um, I grew up Southern Baptist. I went uh, I went to church most every Sunday. There were a lot of Wednesday night prayer meetings. I was part of the youth group in our church. And uh, even though there are many scriptures that today I couldn't remember and quote, there was a a game that was called sword drills. Uh, And uh, and sword drills, you had teams and you had your Bible in your left hand and you would hold it straight down and you were given the verse to find. So it became Bible familiarity. Yeah. And I think it took me two years, but I actually read the Bible. Mm-hmm. I, I've read it all the way through. A lot of it I didn't understand at the time, you know, and I was sitting at night, so I, it was a chapter. Yeah. You know, I'd, I would make pace myself. And uh, some chapters I'd finish, and I thought, well, I have no idea what that was about. But I did but it. But I, I did it, it, and I could check the box, and so I don't even know if I realized that I'd set a goal for myself that, yeah. was, um, that, w- that was something that would have meaning, special meaning for me, you know, even later in life. So that was kind of how I grew up. That was my background. I never really thought about that I was a leader. I just seemed to be in a group and someone needed to take charge of a situation. And I would say, okay, look, I, I'm hearing both sides of this. Here's what I think we need to do. Okay, what team's gonna do this? And you just kind of have a you know, natural tendency to do that. I don't, I don't know how you teach that kind of innate leadership. I, I don't think you do. And uh, I, I really yeah. could just you know, credit my mom with that mm-hmm. because she was absolutely uh, you know my my role model and she lived to be 93 and god bless she was absolutely coherent playing bridge working crossword puzzles you know and until uh, and she just one day said you know i'm not getting up today it's time it's time to go and be with the days, lord and yeah. two days later she just passed quietly uh, yeah. in her sleep um and i was cuddling her at the time if i might comment on that segment you know i think what you're saying some some <coughs> tremendous value in life is taught but there's an element that's caught that interesting way to put that that you're not proactively taught but you're you're observing it and it's it's your environment and it can be positive and negative mm-hmm. and and i can say too, my education uh growing up i mean um i it was a small town in north carolina newburn and i think values were taught every yes. day i mean our school yeah. started our school day started with the Lord's Prayer, and it also started with the Pledge of Allegiance, uh, and and there was there was no talking during the Pledge of Allegiance. That's right. Just respect and honor. You and yeah. and from you know kindergarten and before you learned the Pledge of Allegiance as well as the Lord's Prayer, um, 
And I get now that there's a lot of separation with church and state that you might not say the Lord's Prayer, but you might have a moment of reflection every day. And I think a lot of that, you know, we, we've lost mm-hmm. and we don't have that time to have introspection and yeah. we don't see self-respect yeah. uh, that, you know, oh, taught so Linda, much. I think when we look at some of the things we've experienced as a country, the whiplash effect of how did we get here, it stems to self-respect, um, identity in Christ, purpose in life, respect for elders. I was mm-hmm. raised in a f- completely different environment. I mean, South Africa, raised by a single mom. So other other men, coaches, teachers, grandfathers stepped in and to a degree sometimes even overcompensated and said, mm-hmm. no, this this one is going to be a defender of life and women. And, and then so be it at 18, God puts us in this journey to to rescue children from demonic darkness. Mm -hmm. But I really look at culture and say, okay, there's areas where we see a lack of self-respect, a lack of identity, a lack of understanding of why America is special, what America is, where does the Constitution come from. But the hope I hold is we can restore it. You can restore it. You can. People can learn. They can change. You have in a meticulous way bridged the, the 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 corporate world with family and heart and emotion you know and you do that every day i mean you are in the thick of it i mean you are daily consulting world changers and leaders and you are a world changer and a leader and i think more people should consult with you and hear what you have to <laughs> well, say thank you for that 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 dynamic i mean even as just maybe insight or a word of encouragement, the, the societal tethering points of capitalism, constitution, family, faith, you know, how do you manage that? Because you're consulting a lot of people, a lot is coming your way, and you're pouring out a lot of wisdom. I don't know that I ever stop and think about it. Um, I think that would give me way too much credit to say that I have this organized plan of approach. Mm-hmm. But for instance, uh, in, you know, in building a company, I was often, and I'm often asked by young women uh, today, you know, you know, you you really were able to be successful in a man's world. Yes. You know, how do how do I react? And not just recently, but, but you know, when it was absolutely not happening. Well, that yeah, yeah, absolutely right. And so I asked him. I said, well, first of all, don't try to be one of the guys. I said, you're not, you're your own person, your own self. And I said, you do not have to have a leadership role by having your own swagger when you come into the boardroom or, or trying to speak with the vernacular of the men, if you will, uh, or think you have to have sort of a locker room style. You are your own person and your strength and everything that you bring to the table is because of who you are. That's right. And I also counsel men who might be part of that same organization. You need to lift these women up. Absolutely. You need to support them if they are in, especially in in my world has mostly been in the corporate world. And I said, but if you are trying to help these women grow and groom them so that they rise to the level that they can be helpful and their own potential, you have to support them in an environment where they may not be getting that kind of wind beneath their wings because they are capable. And women, I often found as I first started, you know, in my career, don't put themselves forward enough. Mm. They uh, don't have the same confidence. Uh, they don't. They're not. Uh, they're not as braggadocious. 
uh, perhaps, as, as their male counterpart might be, who might be going after the same job, even when the woman was more qualified, she won't put herself first because she thinks, no, I need to know more about that. I need to know exactly how that operates. A guy will come in. You might ask him, well, do you know how this works? Figure it out later. Absolutely. Yeah. I got this. No sweat. I got yeah. this problem. I know I'm veering off topic for a little bit. No, no. I think it's our moms run the family, too. It's like, well, look, we want a plan. We want security. We want to know where we go. We're not just kind of flippantly. And, and fathers, as fathers, we are more, I'll figure it out. <laughs> you know, we don't read the instructions when we put the little IKEA furniture set together and the mom goes, sure. that's in the wrong place. Yeah, you've got these two pieces left. Because she read the instructions. <laughs> where do they go? But, but you, when you say in a, in, a, in a man's world, I mean, we're talking about, Aretha Franklin singing about respect. We talk. We, come on, this <laughs> One is one of like, my favorite. Topics. Come on, this is like Motown <laughs> speaking into it, and entertainment does speak into culture. Well, you fused in that world of entertainment and culture, and in a world that's really, really foreign to, would say a a mom or a businesswoman. We, we, we people listen. They go, wait, Linda McMahon. You talking about? Yes, I am. This is Linda McMahon. WWE. Mm-hmm that world which is a completely different universe and and somehow the dignity the respect the honor with which you work you walk and, and work help people out there a little bit of just how you manage that kind of an environment and still bring bring structure to it is it your approach to life because then it means it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a WWE or, or consulting a POTUS. You're going to approach it the same. I would like to think that it is my approach to life. Uh, again, as I said before, I, I don't think I think about it. Mm-hmm. But it has always been how I was taught to conduct myself. Yeah. Uh, I think I conduct myself the same wherever I am. One of the nicest things people say about me, which I take to heart perhaps more than any other, I take it as the greatest compliment when there is a preface of someone talking to me and says, boy, you're so successful. You know, you've accomplished this in life. You've been, a, you've been an executive. You've served on the State Board of Education. You've been appointed and served in the president's cabinet, one of you know, a few women who've done that. You know, and, um, but yet you're so down to earth. Mm-hmm. You, real. Um, you, mm-hmm. You're a very real person. Mm-hmm. And I never think about being any different with whatever group I'm in and I, I, I really don't mean that to sound uh, arrogant or, or, or braggadocious in any but way. But it is how you carry yourself. It's just I don't think about you're it. You're a mom, would, you're a grandma. Yeah, And I wouldn't think about being any different if I'm walking through the halls of our company and, uh, and I meet the janitor. Yeah, I would address him the same way. How are you, sir? How was your day today? Mm-hmm. And uh, if a piece of trash fell, I'd reach and pick it up maybe put it in his trash basket. It would never occur to me not to be that way. That's right. And so I think that does get back to my upbringing. It's a value system. It is a value system that you're taught from day one. I had a strong nuclear family. I have parents who held me accountable. But you know what? Being an only child, I grew up in a lot of an adult world Yes. Because I didn't yeah. have siblings, you know, to co-conspire with. <laughs> oh, with the, oh, parents with this, this so, co-conspiring and, and going so, on. And so I did have a lot of interaction, you know, with adults, I think, yeah. too. So I, th- I think I had a, I think I matured 
probably uh, a bit earlier than maybe some of my um, contemporaries, you know, did because I was a little bit more in an adult world. But my parents, I, I remember going, to, I'll give you a, a, a really quick example. I went to my mother one time and I had been, um, I was asked to go on, I, I don't remember the event, but I was okay. asked to go on the, this event that I just was dying to go on. And you wanted yet, to go, okay. I had promised uh, a young girl, a, a, a contemporary, a friend of mine, I didn't really know her very well, but I had promised I would come over and play with her during that same time frame. And I went, I went to my mother and I said, I, I really want to go on this trip and do this stuff. But I, I made this promise, you know, to, I'll use the name Betty. I don't remember her name. I do know her name, but I'm just not going to say yeah. it. And I said, I made this promise to Betty that I would come over and be with her this afternoon. And Betty was someone who struggled a little bit. She mm -hmm. was like part of the in group or the in crowd. And this was kind of a, a big deal, you know, for her. And my mother said, well, I think you just have to follow your heart and what you know to do will be the right thing to do and you'll make the right decision based on your own values. Sent me off my own dilemma to make that decision. Of course, I went and played with Betty in the afternoon. I didn't take the trip. And uh, feeling, you know, when I first went, really sad, a little depressed about mm -hmm. it, but I knew it was the right thing to do. My parents never told me any other decision to make. But when I got home that night and I sat and I thought, I did the right thing because mm -hmm. I felt so good about, and I had a great time with Betty and I saw a side of Betty that I'd never seen before. And I thought I can help pull that a little bit out of 100%. her. I can help kind of integrate her a little bit more by making that association. And I do think those are God wink moments. And um, I, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so appreciative of them, but I don't think about They're it not at planned. the time. Without, and, uh, without, Planning that moment and without planning this moment um, to circle it back to trafficking, that is exactly what it takes to restore a life is an investment in someone's life. And that day, it was either I go on a trip and it's an investment in my life or I go to Betty and it becomes an investment in Betty's life. And that gift of giving, is, uh, you can't match it. And that's that's kingdom. That's, that's how God works. You cannot outgive. And I think... If we trace your career, we would probably line people up around the block that would say, yeah, Linda approached me with honor. She approached me with respect. She told me what she could and couldn't do. She gave me her best. It was wisdom. It's selfless. And, and I, I hope that is the case. I, well, that's, I really that's what that I experience and what I, I hear people say. And so it's what they say about you. Wow, and, that's and, 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 and so <laughs> I humbly sit before you. But I want people that. to know, no matter where they are in their life, there is a turning point. There is a moment where they can say, listen, it's not about me. It is about others. I should be willing to take advice and information. I should be learning discernment on what not to listen to and who to listen to. I should look at ro role models that are actually worthy of having a voice in my life because not everybody should. <laughs> and I would like to tell you I've made the right decision every time. We don't. Definitely have not. We do not. Learned no. by making, you know, some of those decisions that were just dead wrong. Yeah. And you just regretted them. But the good news is, you learn from it. You didn't make that same mistake again. Exactly. I call those school fees. We pay school fees of life. <laughs> we, we, we all have a list. These are the school fees I paid, the life lessons that cost. Sure. And they cost huge. They do. From personal, emotional, family, business. I mean, there's mass, massive. But we have a God that's on the throne, and there's, there's grace, and there's forgiveness. And so... 
Before I ask you, I'm going to give you a moment as I'm talking about Patriot Mobile here for a second, friends of all of ours. I would love for you today to maybe give us a way how we can support you or something that the public can do to maybe look at. And if you could leave us with a word of wisdom. So as you ponder on that, because I didn't give you any heads up (laughs) about this, I want to tell you guys Patriot Mobile. Um, Here is a Christian conservative cell phone company, award-winning for their value set that take a portion of your money for your cell phone bill and they reinvest it. Uh, Personally, they go to the border with us to rescue children from human trafficking. Children they don't know. They put their money where their value set is. You can go with the big cell phone company and they will invest in Planned Parenthood. They will invest in initiatives that goes against your, your, your family. They will go against initiatives that's that's pro-family, pro-nuclear family, pro-country, or you can walk with Patriot Mobile that will literally touch the lives of people. They they stand alone in this. Glenn Story and his team put themselves on the front line, and they take a lot of heat for it. So if you go to patriotmobile.com forward slash bottom line, you're going to get a promotion code. Why don't you look into it? They will buy you out of your current cell phone plan. For those of you who need a new phone, they do run a promotional special called Every Friday Matters. I know it's Thursday today, but the program's called Every Friday Matters. You can get a different phone and you get network coverage on all the major towers. So invest into an organization that invests back into your value set and culture. So check out patriotmobile.com forward slash the bottom line and thank you to Patriot Mobile. Linda, in closing, I want to speak a blessing over you that there would be favor on your family. I pray that God gives you physical health and strength, mental clarity, um, that you hear his voice clearly, that you at some moment today and tomorrow experience unconditional love, that you know God knows you and he says, well done, good and faithful servant, that you've gone through headwinds and as next headwinds come you know where your strength comes from and that you know that many 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 follow in your footsteps many learn from you even if it's second third fourth hand right and we thank you for the investment you make in our country we thank you for the investments in family and thank you for even with all the expertise and maturity you have still being willing to learn hey yaku how how what is happening in human trafficking what are people doing and we want to learn from you so thank you. Bless you. Final word from you for folks. Well, when you're talking about making investment, I would hope that I could hear. I don't have to hear it. I would hope that my children would think some of the things about me that I've said about my parents today. Mm. I hope that I have helped them give them the spirit to invest in themselves. And I look at their families and their kids and they have strong families and I'm very grateful and appreciative of all of that. And I want that next generation to go forward. So I think my message is always um, by investing in others, you are investing in yourself, but you have to have self-respect. You have to stand tall for what you believe You have to put it forth, and may you do it without thinking about it because it becomes second nature to you. But invest in others. Always have an open mind. Be prepared to learn, and be prepared to extend that helping hand. How can we look and be aware of what is going on in our homes, in our families, in our schools, in our communities to make sure 
that if we are seeing these abuses, you know, if you see a parent grab a child in the store and treat them poorly, that you react to that. Yes. It's what's going on that you're not seeing. Yeah. That you need to be open to learning about so that we can help invest to stop that. And I appreciate the opportunity of being here, uh, you know, with you and learning even more about this. And I'm going to continue to learn more about it. Thank thank, you. Thank you. And and it's good to see you've got sisters in Christ, Stacy and Debbie. (laughs) What you do at AFPI. Thank you. Um, Women's Leadership uh, Institute. Women's Women's Leadership Leadership Live. Live. Right. Please check out Women's Leadership Live. Look at AFPI, how you can support the work from AFPI, so many amazing pillars and how they're investing in American culture and family and safety of children and business. And the right and, policies And for the our right country. policies. America First Policy Institute, we, we, we are a nation of laws. Yes, we are. And we need to uphold those and laws. And we need to uphold those laws and amend where we need to amend and write new policies. And what you're doing there, Brooke Rollins, Chad Wolf, the team, vast team, but really, I know all those eyeballs are on you daily. No pressure, but they, <laughs> but they do. Look thank at you, you very, very much. So I God bless your you. Time. Yeah, thank you, Linda. Thank you, everybody. Uh, please support all things Linda McMahon, AFPI, um, Women's Leadership Life. Uh, we appreciate you. God bless you. Thank you. This is a brand new phone that.